I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. It's no secret that housing, or rather our lack of it, is one of California's biggest challenges. One of our local state legislators has been trying to do something about it with considerably mixed results. On with me today on Fifth Mission to discuss the legislative attempts to get more housing built in Sacramento is Alexi Kosif in our Sacramento Bureau. Alexi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So you're on today to discuss SB 50, which is short for Senate Bill 50, which is a very jargony way of talking about a piece of legislation that State Senator Scott Weiner proposed last year uh, that's been pretty controversial. Maybe we can start by just giving us an update of what SB 50 is. Absolutely. This is probably a bill that a lot of people have heard about, even if they don't recognize the number, because it gets to one of the core issues, especially in the Bay Area, of whether we need to build more housing by building denser around public transit and in a lot of the suburban communities and um, wealthy communities that have resisted housing up until now because they say that it doesn't fit with the kind of character that they like to have in their communities. And so the bill has uh, proposed increasing um, or the bill has proposed essentially uh, blocking uh, city councils from being able to reject four and five story apartment buildings that are near to train and train stops and um, require them to allow denser buildings um, near near bus lines that are heavily trafficked and in wealthy communities that are very close to jobs. And it would uh, more or less eliminate the notion of single family neighborhoods in the state by opening up everywhere to um, four unit uh, essentially small four-unit apartment buildings on vacant lots or or home conversions. So the idea is is just to build more, build denser everywhere so that there's more housing. All right. So wait, Alexi, there's nothing more Californian than our cars and single-family homes. So are you saying that this bill would essentially make it impossible for cities to start to keep sprawling? Like I'm thinking out in the far out Bay Area or even in the Central Valley, that those single family developments would not happen in the same way anymore under SB 50? Not impossible, but this bill is really trying to move California away from that kind of development. It's tying in not just affordability, but also the issue of climate change and the fact that transportation is the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases in California right now. So by building more homes closer to jobs and closer to public transit, we could hopefully get people out of their cars and address that problem at the same time that we are dealing with the housing affordability problem. That said, this is not mandating that you only build apartments or condominiums in cities. It's just saying that local governments can't block certain types of housing, um, such as four and five story buildings within a half mile of train stops. 
So that seems like it's pretty sensical and maybe in a state where we have a severe crisis going on right now, maybe it would help if you put some context around how many homes would this build and how many do we actually need to meet the demand that we're seeing in California? Well, that those estimates definitely vary, but anyone would say that we are probably... Um, you know, several million, maybe two to three million homes short of what we need um, for the state or will be at least in the coming years uh, that much short. Um, The amount of development uh, just cratered during the economic recession, and it has not really recovered to the levels that there there was before. So even the state's own Um, housing department estimates that we would have to at least double the amount of construction to keep up with demand for housing. The problem with a bill like this one is that at the end of the day, you can't force a developer to build. And this has been a criticism from a lot of cities. All you can do is make the zoning easier and try and remove the barriers so that it's more cost effective for the people who are building the homes to get these projects made and on the market. And so you're running into a lot of different issues here where people feel or you're running into a lot of different issues here where local governments don't like the fact that they're going to have less control over how their communities development and people who are very focused on affordable housing think the bill is much too concerned with trying to get market rate housing built rather than concentrating on those who are struggling the most. Right. I, I, you know, when this bill was um, being debated last year, I I would find myself talking to readers or people in the community and the the outrage that I would hear from people about taking away local control over development decisions was really very eye-opening to me. People really hated this bill last year, including a lot of people in urban cities, which you would think would be more amenable to um, to, to dense growth around transit centers. Can you explain what uh, obstacles um, specifically people had with this bill? Well, I think you name it and it's there uh, because, as you said, there's so many different kinds of communities in California and everyone is finding their own issues about how the bill would affect the development of their communities. So in cities, for example, it would take away a lot of parking requirements and people are people get stressed about the notion of it being even harder to park when it's already so difficult in cities like San Francisco, for example. Um, obviously, local local officials really don't like being told what to do. And um, in in communities in the East Bay, I talked to, you know, people who live in um, in places like Lafayette. Uh, last year as the bill was moving through. And, you know, they said, we're doing, we are doing things. It's not fair to say we're not pulling our weight, but we want to develop in a way that's reasonable to, you know, the services that we can provide and the type of lifestyle that people who moved here, moved here to, to get. So, you know, depending on the type of 
um, depending on the type of city and the size of the city, you're seeing all different kinds of objections, big and small, because this this could change so many different aspects of people's lives. I'm Audrey Cooper, the editor-in-chief of the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm speaking with Sacramento reporter Alexi Kosev about SB50 and California's housing crisis. We'll be right back after this break. Let's get back to my conversation with Sacramento reporter Alexi Kosev about SB50. This bill was um, did not pass last year. Why are we still talking about it? Can you explain some of the legislative uh, meanderings that this bill has had? Well, we're still we're the primary reason we are still talking about it is because it is Scott Weiner's number one priority. This is the third time that he's trying to get a version of this through, and um, you know I don't think he's going to stop until he 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 gets his way on this. Um, it, it really is his biggest priority, but. Uh, you know, from a legislative point of view, it passed two committees last year and it got actually fairly strong support from both Democrats and Republicans. Then it reached a key fiscal committee and the chair of that committee, through a secretive process, um, blocked the bill and essentially held it there and and said, I don't like it. I don't like this approach and I'm going to stop it in its tracks. Um, now, he didn't kill it outright, so that has left the past seven or so months for negotiations uh, and amendments, and Scott Weiner unveiled those uh, this week. And one of the things he's done to try and address a lot of the concerns around the bill is to give cities two years before it takes effect to come up with their own plans that would zone for as much housing as SB 50 would otherwise allow. And so they can decide where they want to put it. It wouldn't have to follow all these rules about putting it around bus lines or or rail stops or things like that. Um, but they would have to allow for more housing. And if they don't come up with their own plans, then the bill would act as a sort of stick um, and they would have to follow the requirements. And, uh, now, the the lawmaker who held the bill, his name is Anthony Portentino, he's from the Los Angeles area, he has to decide whether those changes are enough and he's willing to allow the, the bill to proceed to a, a vote before the full Senate. Um, he did not uh, have very encouraging things to say um, when, when I got his first response to it. Um, but the difference now is that some of the leaders at the Capitol, including Gavin Newsom, have said essentially that they want to pass some version of this bill this year. And so you could start to see some pressure happening behind the scenes um, to, to get this thing moving forward again. And what do you think that's going to look like? Because, you know, we were talking earlier, one of the things that I've been really sort of perplexed by is there's there seems to be so much organized opposition the the league of cities local city councils and yet there's there are still a lot of legislators and and state lawmakers who want to see something happen what do the politics behind the scene look like what is scott weiner doing to get uh people um over their objections to this bill so the opposition certainly is very 
passionate and loud and it's widespread geographically you see cities and some you know affordable housing advocates all over the state who have expressed their objections but when you look at the other side there are a lot of very influential and powerful groups uh, up here in Sacramento who have lined up behind the bill. That includes the Chamber of Commerce, that includes labor unions, uh, the construction industry. There is a lot of support behind the bill from various different kinds of groups that want to see more housing built. And at the end of the day, when you have a governor like Gavin Newsom, who has made housing one of his top priorities and you have a lot of lawmakers from communities that are just you know experiencing this dire affordability crisis you know they need they feel like they need to do something and options like this one to really try and boost construction start to look very appealing so there is a lot of so there's a lot of support that's sort of uh, you know been coalescing behind the bill up here in Sacramento and it looks very different than the kind of voices you may hear you know that readers may be hearing in their local communities uh, about the bill. Interesting. So what uh, final question for you what what is the next steps? What do we expect to hear next about this legislation? So it faces some very imminent deadlines, and one of them is coming up in just about two weeks where this lawmaker, Anthony Portentino, who held the bill last year, will have to decide whether to let it move forward or not. And then only one week after that, the bill has to get out of the Senate uh, with a vote, um, or it's dead for the year. So the next three weeks, there's going to be a lot of lobbying, a lot of, you know, negotiating and a lot of um, a lot of action at the Capitol around the bill. And um, if it survives January, then you'll definitely see things continuing to heat up as this moves to the assembly where it has not been tested yet in any capacity. And you will be there to cover all of those hearings, won't you? <laughs> I will be there to cover every twist and exciting turn of, of what happens. Yes. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for being with us today to explain the latest over SB 50. Thank you. I'd like to thank Sacramento reporter Alexi Kosa for being with me today. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode. And thanks to you for listening. Fifth and Mission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.